Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt Tommy, your host, and I'm so excited to have with me my friend, artist, and incredible person, social media guru, Paulette Insall. Paulette, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. I know. We're just, we've been having a lot of fun. We just actually recorded uh, an Instagram video for uh, my mentoring group and just getting to know each other more and more. And I'm so excited just to be able to share your story because what you're doing, I think, is the dream of so many artists out there to be making work that you love, authentically connecting with people in your audience and uh, and really doing, you know, living the dream, if I were, if we could say that. And uh, yeah. so <laughs> welcome, welcome. How did all this start for you? you. I mean, when did you know that that you were going to be a painter and did you was that intentional or did you stumble into it or just how did that start for you? Um, well, I, I definitely didn't always know that I was meant to be an artist. Um, I was always, um, into creative things growing up. Um, I, I was a dancer. I was a singer. Um, I was always creating things with my hands, but I never saw myself as an artist. And, um, uh, back in, um, I'd say it was probably about 2000, about 2000 or 2001. Um, I, started looking into um, um, art and uh, like more traditional forms of art and glass art and just felt like I needed a creative a creative outlet mm. um, uh, and I just felt like that that was something that was lacking in my life and so I actually the thing that helped me realize that I was an artist was um, I actually started out uh, in in uh, as a in, in glass actually wow. making glass beads on a torch of wow. all things. <laughs> so that doing that is um, what helped me to realize that I was an artist, hmm. and I was actually creating um, um, what what like these beads that were probably about like this big, yeah. um, like um, on a on a what's called a mandrel. Um, uh, where I would wrap molten glass around this um, uh, mandrel, which is basically a steel rod, and and but I would do it in such a way that it was it was like creating little miniature abstract paintings that were wow. very organic, and um, so that was my first um, uh, foray into the art world, and I did that um, for about six years, and I taught um, glass bead making for a number of years as well. But um, in the back of my mind, um, I was still wondering, you know, could I, could I like be a painter? Could I, could I do that? Because that was something else that I had, you know, come across. I mean, growing up in Alabama, you just, you don't, um, at least where I grew up, because I was in a small town, um, you don't come across, you know, art, like, the masters like Monet and Matisse <laughs> and all this stuff. I had no clue who any of those people were. <laughs> they did not have so, shows like that in Alabama, did they? <laughs> no, no, no. So um, it, it's not something I got exposed to until I was actually um, 
uh, much older in, in, in actually in junior college because my background is um, in computer-aided drafting and design. That's what I have my degree in. Okay. And uh, so um, back to uh, uh, that, that, the time where I was thinking on, you know, I wonder if I could do that. Um, it just kind of kept sticking with me. And I was, I was kind of scared because um, I had had some, you know, had some success as a glass artist. And uh, I was really scared to switch direction, mm, sure. you know. I built an audience and I was like, gosh, you know, it doesn't really leverage itself into going from glass <laughs> and jewelry making, that kind of thing into painting. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I don't know. And I just, I, I kept feeling that God was, was, you know, telling me that I needed to just trust him. There's so many and, people that make that, you know, I've seen over the years make that switch from, from mm -hmm. fine craft to, to fine art. And, mm -hmm. you know, people used to ask me years ago, you know, what's the difference between craft and, and art? I said, well, honey, about a thousand dollars, but no, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, when you think of craft and like what I do with basketry and, you know, what you were doing with glass beads, there are certain techniques mm -hmm. that, and rules yeah. that you really have to master in order to be able to do what you do. Whereas mm -hmm. in, in painting, I know there are, obviously rules with color and, you know, things like that. But what you yeah. do now is so expressive and intuitive and that sort of thing. I'm just wondering, are there lessons that you learn from the glass world that you still are incorporating in your journey today? Um, yeah, actually, um, the, <clears throat> uh, I, I got, um, I never studied, um, like I said, I don't have training, formal training right? Um, in, in art and, and color theory and composition and all that stuff. Um, it's something that just came innately to me. And it's something that I explored with when I was doing um, the, the, the glass work. Um, because um, learning about what colors look good together for right. me and I have a tendency to put colors together that most people don't think <laughs> put together they're like you put these colors together and they work and I never would have thought to do that <laughs> and um and and the funny thing about that is is when I did start learning some about color theory many many years later I realized that a lot of what um just came naturally to me right. was based in that and I it's like I knew it without knowing it yeah <laughs> So, it, you know, it's, and, and the, um, you have there to, to have a success, to have a, um, have a, a bead, a glass bead turn out successfully. There is a lot of technical skill that goes into it. Sure. And I, I was very much a perfectionist when it came to that. So, um, a lot of that came with me and, and, um, into my, um, into painting, um, and the appreciation of um, high, you know, a high having, you know, developing my skills and and trying to um, just be as excellent as I possibly can mm. um, in what I create. And uh, I've brought that into um, uh, my current work, um, just always trying to um, uh, just have the highest quality that I personally can yeah. create. Um uh, that's something that has come through um, that I've brought through with me to um, my my paintings, 
and then the 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 color um the color thing too um like I said I knew it back then without any studying but then um the paint uh painting has helped me um realize even more so uh that about myself because um you know I, I never had the opportunity to study those things um and then once I got into to painting, it got me interested in finding out more about color theory and composition and that sort of thing. And that's when I realized that I was already doing those things without um, without um, having that formal training. So I think that's a beautiful thing, though, for all of us artists. There are things that come intuitively that then you then you find out what the real rules are. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I was already doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. it's one of the yeah. beautiful things I've learned because... I would say this about your work and people have said it about mine, that there's a, a, a wonderful sense of balance, you know, in it that there's, mm-hmm. even though in your work, there's a lot going on, you never feel overwhelmed. It's really, there's a beautiful flow to it. And for me, I mean, you know, in art, we always talk about only the necessary things and what can you pull out mm-hmm. instead of what can you add? And I'm always yeah. like, honey, yeah. I, I'm a maximalist. I'm not a minimalist. I just want it. <laughs> I want it. If I can stick another basket in there, I want it. You know, I, I love just one more little trill and flip, you know, that I could do. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that's a, a beautiful thing about the intuitive nature of, of how we create. And I think for me, it's that intuitive nature and learning to trust that really was a big part of me learning to trust the Holy Spirit in my creative process. I, I just love to hear about your journey in that of how do you hear the voice of the Lord as you're creating? Is that something that's kind of, you know, under the radar uh, and just kind of deeply flowing in you or something that's kind of active and very much at the forefront of your process? Um, You know, it's, it's kind of an ebb and flow. Sometimes it, it's very much in the forefront. And then other times it's more of an underlying thing that I, I, I don't even sense it. And that's actually something that um, for a long time um, I kind of beat myself up about because I was like, well, I'm not feeling the, I'm not feeling the spirit, you know, <laughs> here. I should be feeling the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know. And, and it was like, so he must not be here. Mm. And so I was like... I had not, not, I didn't realize that he's, you know, God's here, whether I feel him or not, Mm. you know, and I had to just, uh, just rest in that fact and just keep moving forward. And, and whether or not it's me making the decision of the next thing that needs to happen on the canvas or, or if it's, if I, or, or I feel him guiding me, he's in it, all of it, regardless of whether I feel him there or not. And um, I, I mean, I actively listen to worship music when I paint um, and I'm constantly talking to God in my head. Sure. <laughs> so, um, he, you know, whether, you know, I, it, it's just a part of my, my process um, and it's just part of my daily life. So, um, it, for me, the two aren't ever separate. Yeah. Um, but for a, for a while, um, I, I did, like I said, I beat myself up over it if I didn't actually tangibly feel that connection. Yeah. And, um, and, and my best work really comes when I am, uh, just resting in, um, whatever the next step I take, you know, in 
the process of creating a piece is going to be that right step and to not um, to not focus on what I'm working on looks at, looks like right now right that I just have to keep putting one foot forward you know one foot in front of the other so to speak and it, it takes as long as it takes, whether it takes me a few hours to create a piece or whether it takes me a few months to create a piece, <laughs> that piece needs to take the amount of time it took and yeah. the amount of layers it took and whether I had to paint over stuff that wasn't working. And it's all part of that journey. And I really feel that uh, my work is really a, a metaphor for our journey through life and our journey with God. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I know for a lot of people that, especially as believers, you know, they, there can be a real tendency to over-engineer the creative process. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to hearing the Lord and, um, you know, you've heard me say this before that, you know, I, I really believe that God creates, the, you know, cares that we create as opposed to mm-hmm. caring so much about what we create, you know, it's, it's yeah. not about, yeah. you know, is this an X, Y, Z or whatever, you know, but is mm-hmm. it, are we engaged in this intuitive process with him? And I think over-engineering it for so many people can be, a really big roadblock and even paralyze yeah. the process and, yeah. and shut that down. Have there been things along your journey that you found, wow, this was a really big roadblock for me or a paralyzing factor in my work that I, that you had to walk mm-hmm. through in order to come into the freedom that you're in now? Yeah. Um, my, um, my mindset uh, mm-hmm. really is, uh, has actually probably, I'd say it's been my biggest stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I had to, I've been having to, uh, do a lot of work on that. Um, the, I know you talk a lot about, um, we, how important it is to renew our minds. Um, and so I've, I've had to start making that really a, um, a, you know, something that's in the forefront for me. And, and something so that I realized, you know, was to do with the mindset component that I had a lot of false beliefs playing in my head about myself and my work. And when I focused on those things, that would get me stuck. Hmm. And that would even happen when I was in the studio, when I felt like something wasn't going right, or, you know, it wasn't a piece wasn't progressing as quickly as I would like it to. You know, if I started focusing on what what I was seeing and what I was feeling, the negative right. that it would cause me to get stuck mm-hmm. and I couldn't move forward. Wow! And so I had to find out, you know, what those false beliefs were, <laughs> and and figure out like what's the opposite of that. What is actually the truth? Right. You know, and spend time regularly focusing on those truths about myself and my work and, and getting my, getting confidence in myself and my work and who God says I am and the plan God has for me through my art and what he's doing with my art and focusing less on these negative things that pop up because those negative things were, were causing me to get stuck and keeping me from moving forward. And once I started focusing on the good things and the positive things and, you know, the um, focusing on the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's, it's not for me. It's so that God can work through me and reach other people. Um, 
that that helped me to be able to start moving forward with, you know, some consistency and regularity instead of, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. And I think that's, I found the same thing, you know, before I started really understanding the power of renewing my mind, you live on this roller coaster just all the mm-hmm. time. And this thing, yep. and back is, it literally is that being tossed to and fro, but I think yeah, learning to renew your mind and understanding, okay, crappy things are going to happen to me during the day. I'm going to yeah. feel this way yeah. or that way, but that mm-hmm. does not define who I am. You know, Jesus defines right. who I am. Has has there been a habit, uh, a practice in your life along those lines or others that you think, wow, employing this in my life, this has really helped me. Maybe it's artistically or the emotional side, the spiritual side mm-hmm. of things, whatever, that yeah. that is really like, man, this is a core thing that, that I started doing that has really helped me and to establish who, who God says I am. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say um, um, I have this tendency to have my mind just, I mean, it just is running constantly right? hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and so when those negative thoughts come in, you know, it takes them and it runs with them. So um, I've, I've realized that I do so much better um, just in all aspects, all aspects of my life and my creative process, when I'm spending regular time meditating and mm-hmm. take, taking time to, you know, just quiet my mind, um, and, uh, spend time contemplating, um, those, you know, the, the, the positive things, yeah. um, you know, and, and whether that be what, uh, and it, this could change from day to day. Sometimes it's a scripture. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a piece of the puzzle that God's given me saying, this is where you're going. Yeah. You need to focus on this. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it's just, uh, just the, just whatever, you know, like I was talking about the false beliefs, so, you know, focusing on what is true Yeah. and just taking that, that piece and just spending just five to 10 minutes it's in it, you know, in a day, sometimes I have to do it in the morning and at night. And then there's days I forget to do it at all. And I notice the difference yeah, sure, sure. Just in how I'm able to operate. Cause yeah. it's so easy to just let my mind overwhelm me. Yeah. And when I get overwhelmed, I just tend to shut down. Yeah. So it's, that's something that when I started doing that with regularity, um, just, um, I had more peace and I had more calm and I'm able to, to really look at things more objectively. Right. So. I know for me too, just, you know, cause my, I think all of us artists are just like, you know, bing, 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 bing. There's so many things, you know, <laughs> going on all the time. And when the enemy does hit us with those kind of thoughts, they can turn into a life of their own. And I think for me learning to stop and, and giving myself permission to stop and say, you know what? I don't have to do this. I, <laughs> I'm yeah. a big boy. I can take that thought captive and I can look at it uh, and, and say, you know what? This does not line up with who God says that I am. And like you say, if it happens in the morning, night, afternoon, three times a day, whatever, but yeah. just getting in um, that regularity, I think that really is one of the hallmarks uh, of maturity in all of us as we, as we grow in the Lord and, and as artists, you know, there, Paula, there are so many people that will be listening to this, um, podcast right now. And they look at somebody like you, um, who's got 40 plus thousand followers on Instagram and 
selling your work and doing exhibitions and life just looks perfect. And, you know, you laugh because you're like, huh, it ain't always been this way. <laughs> you know, what, what would you say to that artist who is just starting out or even the one who's stuck on that journey and just is like, man, I just don't know where to go. I just don't know if I can keep doing this. I'm not secure in who God's called me to be. Is there, is there a piece of advice or a couple of things that you would, you would encourage them with today? Um, yeah. Um, like I was saying, uh, for me, my, the, the key thing for me is, uh, having, having that confidence in myself, getting that confidence yeah. about myself and my work has been such a, um, a key thing for me. And, um, it's, you know, I still, um, it's like you said, things aren't perfect. I'm still a human being. I'm, you know, I'm still, um, have times where I get off track, but when, if you can, you know, um, get that strong foundation yeah. underneath you, um, and, and, and realize that, uh, that God is with you, whether you feel him there or not. Mm. And like you said, um, it's more important that we create, not what we create. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, you know, God wants you to, um, focus on your own path and kind of have blinders really yeah. on, um, and, and not worry about what all the other people are doing. <laughs> you run your own race. Yeah. Um, and, and when you focus on what God has called you to do and the path he has for you, um, rather than what everyone else is doing, it, it, it helps, it, it's going to help you start to gain confidence in what you're doing mm. because you're not comparing yourself to everyone else. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you are where you are because this is where you are on your path. And there's people behind you and there's people ahead of you, but they're not, they're, they're, they're not where you are. Yeah. So, um, when you go to start, start comparing yourself to other people who are further along the path that you are, that's when you run that risk of losing confidence in yourself. Um, because, um, you're not going to get to that place where you need to be that this you know this person that's further ahead of you if you spend too much time focusing on well why am i not there already exactly. you are where you are because this is where you're supposed to be that's right and you you've got to just stay on this path and and get that confidence um about yourself and who god says you says you are yeah so um yeah yeah we gotta i think all of us own our own journey right i mean and just realize mm-hmm. This yeah. is where I am. And if it takes me a little longer, yeah. if I got to go yeah. around the mountain three times, then okay, mm-hmm. I got to do it. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever it is, but it's going to progress. Yeah. I think I just so agree with what you're saying. Just own the fact that God's in control that as you're leaning into him. He's the one, you mm-hmm. know, we make our plans. The Lord orders our steps and we can trust that, yeah. that he's got the very, very best uh, for us. Hey, listen, mm-hmm. this is so encouraging just to hear, a little more of your story. I know people want to connect with you more. So if they're on Instagram or Facebook or the web, how can they connect with you best? Uh, well, my website is just my name. So it's paulettinsall.com. And on Instagram, I'm at paulettinsall. And uh, on Facebook, I'm paulettinsall art. 
And my last name is spelled I-N-S-A-L-L. There is no T. Everyone (laughs) seems to want to put that T in there. So... (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm, I'm basically, if, if there's a platform, I'm probably on it to some degree, but my main focus as far as online is, um, is Instagram, Facebook, and uh, my website. Wonderful. Yeah. And we've got all those links right here in the podcast people can click on and, and connect with you. Hey, Paulette, thank you so much for being an encouragement to so many, and I just can't wait to see what the Lord continues to do on your journey. So bless well, you, bless you. <laughs> Bless you too. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember... You were created to thrive. Bye-bye.